0: talk for real sports fans back to miller and conden on 1700 kbgg
1: hi welcome back it's the ken miller show on the big talker 1700 kbgg local sports on your radio on your listening device from noon until two each and every day 264 1700 is the phone number if you want to chime in Want to share your thoughts on uh, opening weekend of college football? Want to talk Cy Hawk? You're welcome to join the program 264-1700. Coming up at one twenty, John Miller, com will be here. Get John's take on the Hawks as they picked off Wyoming. And then look ahead uh, to what? Mm, I hate to put expectations out there because quite often they never live up to it. But boy, oh boy, this one looks as though this is a very evenly matched edition of the CyHawk football game, Trent Condon. Well, with
2: Labor Day, you know, we lose a day of this week every year, which is fine. Opening
1: we a- week at the NFL, and when are we going to talk about it? Probably next week. <laughs> next week, yeah.
2: We'll, we'll react to it on Monday, well, after we get past CyHawk game. But, I mean, are we ready to start to dig into this thing, you know, matchup-wise, CyHawk? Because we lost yesterday. Yesterday, mm-hmm. yesterday is normally our recap day, We're Tuesday, when we start to dig it, I'm ready for it. This is a compelling of an iowa -Iowa State matchup. Just taking away the hijinks, taking away the jokes on Twitter on both sides. Oh, you're stealing our fight song. You're stealing...
1: Who gives a crap? Promotions. Right, football. Marketing ideas. Yeah.
2: In terms of football, this is a great matchup. It really is. With what Iowa State can do offensively. Well, that front seven for Iowa looks salty. Mm -hmm. And now you welcome back their best cornerback who didn't play after just shutting down Josh Allen. Mm Offensively, Iowa retooling the offensive line. How much better is that defensive line for Iowa State? Hard to get a great read against you and I now. They take a step up. What does Iowa do there? There's so much yin and yang already to this game. It's as compelling as I can remember. When's the last time there was, football wise, this kind of excitement for a Cyhawk game for you?
1: Ah, uh, boy. Well, the one that I remember the most was the two when it's nine eleven when they moved it to november right um it's 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 a, uh it's its own entity every single year it's mm-hmm. just different than all the other weeks right you can you can try and pull a, you know, a fib your nose is growing regardless of who you root for it means a lot mm-hmm. and it always will and the game should always and will always be played um I don't know which fan base doesn't want to play it. I think I I really don't. Um, But the matchup trend is, is, well, let me put it this way to you. What's the biggest mismatch on the field, regardless of team? If you're going
2: by position group, not offensive line versus defensive line, but which position group is there a bigger gap? Punter. Yeah, Downing versus what we saw at Rastetter. Boy, he's—I oh, oh, oh.
1: mean, did he get the job because his uncle's Bruce?
2: <laughs> maybe, maybe. I
1: mean, if he didn't get the role, Trent, yes. and you can't count on that every single game. That average would have been putrid. You're not flipping the field with Rastetter no. as, as your punter.
2: Now, I've seen him punt very well in open practices and things like that. So, I wasn't overly concerned because of that because I've seen him in the past. But if that was the first time you ever saw the kid punt. I can understand the concerns
1: there. From, yeah.
2: from Saturday and then career arc between what did, the two. What did
1: you think of Josh Allen's play?
2: He was fine. I mean, you could see the arm talent.
1: Boy, has he got a gun. That,
2: that one rope that Gervais came over and knocked away. Yeah. So I was up That's in a the hell pre- of a play, by the way. Yes. I was up in the press box, and I could see him coming over, Gervais making the, the break on it, but I figured there's no way he's getting to that ball. And then you see it come out of his hand an absolute rope, mm-hmm. and he still got there to tip it, yeah. right. it, it was. Jackson incredible. made a hell of a play on a pass. That one in the end zone. It, it was kind of odd because he went up with his far hand. Oh,
1: right. Oh, see, that one you're talking and, about. And, I was talking about the pick, but that was, a yes, play and, uh, that was a heck of a play.
2: You don't see guys go he up. He used and, his left hand. And what have we heard from the coaches the last couple of years? In terms of athleticism, Joshua Jackson might be the most athletic guy there, to have on the He plays
1: roster. a freshman, let's not forget. Yeah. I mean, this yeah. guy saw the field with Desmond King a couple of years ago. Could have him in a bunch of nickel packages. And
2: they wanted him maybe to play offense. And they moved him back over defense, and he'll be the next in a long line of cornerbacks from mm-hmm. Iowa to play in the NFL. He's got that term. But now him, Ragumba, we saw him last year at Michigan, what he can be. Yeah. Ojemudia is your third. All right, you're in good shape.
1: He got beat bad boy. He did. Oof. He did, but he did. He ever get bailed out? <laughs> but safety play was all right. Miles Taylor looked made a couple of better. plays. Yeah, he he came on a safety blitz at one point. Mm-hmm. Almost got there. Certainly disrupted the play. Um, he he was better. Uh, I was linebackers and in particular. Ben Neiman. I thought Ben Neiman might have played his best game that I've se- ever seen him play. I thought he was mm-hmm. terrific. I thought all the linebackers were good. Josie Jewell, you come to expect that out of him. Um, he was great. Now Iowa State's linebackers, I thought they were maybe a little bit better th- than uh, than and I'm not talking yep. about Joel Lanning because, right, right. you know, if, if I had to rank the linebackers, that at least from where I sit, I thought that um, Willie Harvey, maybe Spears um, was was the best of the three. Harvey was good. Joel Lanning wasn't terrible. Don't mm-hmm. get me wrong, but uh, and the Spears one was
2: a surprise to me because he. Flown under the radar. He was just kind of a guy yep. when I'd see him play. Yep. I've always liked Harvey. He, yeah, he's mm-hmm. undersized, but I've always liked his play. And out there we're number two now. Yep. <laughs> paid off in spades, right? He did. Absolutely did. If he's going to get a
1: pick six every mm-hmm. game. Yeah. Yeah, you know what? I want to talk about that, that game for just a sec because I know we're going to focus on Iowa State in that football game. Mm-hmm. Trevor Allen played his you-know-what off yes. in that football game. He yeah. There was one misdirection play. You know, I talked about David Montgomery in the first hour, how difficult it was for for them to get him on the ground, for the Panthers to get him on the ground. Trevor Allen broke some tackles in that football game. He looks poised because I thought there was a battle coming into this year as far as the running back position mm-hmm. with Northern Iowa. I think they found their guy and former walkie player, uh, Trevor Allen, who was really good.
2: Yeah, the Brownie kid is, you know... He's not a guy that you're going to give it to 20, 25 times a game. That is Allen. You know, Allen is built that way. Mm-hmm. He can do those things. You know, And with you and I, they got a, an important stretch now coming up for them. After this one, I talked to plenty of Panther fans that were there Sunday and Monday, and they said it was disappointing, but you could really see this was what Iowa State, State's expected to be. So they weren't, though, dejected walking out of the stadium, kind of big picturing it, realizing, all right, we lost this game, but there's still a lot to the season. I think you and I has a chance to be pretty good. That was a good Iowa State team that they played mm-hmm. Saturday
1: night, and done through three picks, Trent. But I yeah. thought he had a decent game. I yeah. really did. He's he, not a bad quarterback. It,
2: it was the same thing last year. He forces things. Yeah. He, he and forces and who's
1: the, the D lineman that was out all year? Ninety nine. I think he played the the, the kid left that got
2: caught, the the supplements. Right. He, is that
1: was that why he was out? Yeah, he was out last year. Oh, he played a game.
2: Yeah. They they got some guys yes, in there. They do. They got a couple local kids that play on that defensive line. Hezekiah kind of Applegate. My favorite uh, hmm. name in the C.I.L. a couple of years back from Johnston. I was a kid from Norwalk, Sonny Unkin. He played a
1: little bit, too. Remember Rico uh, Gathers? I didn't realize he was with Wyoming. Yes. And made the pick. He did. First he one. Made yeah. the pick. But, uh, and then he got beat later on.
2: Yeah, he did.
1: It, I he think he easily beat him. Yes. Was it? Yes, it was. Yeah, yeah. yeah, It was easily.
2: Yeah. But you and I, uh, I thought they were going to be short of a playoff bid. You know, the game that they have coming up this week with Cal Poly, who's normally a top 25 kind of team, the, they have to get it now. Oh, yeah. there's the wiggle room that they had in the past with the Iowa State game, obviously they don't have it now. they will be all right. Yeah. I think
1: right. Transition... It'll be overshadowed just to let you know this oh, week. Yeah. This week
2: yeah. We're not going to be breaking down Cal <laughs>
1: Poly, you no. and I. No, not on CyHawk Week. <laughs> uh, it's the Ken Miller Show on the Big Talker, uh, 1700 KBGG. John Miller coming up. We'll get his take uh, on the Hawks from week number one. Overall, Trent, um, you know, with Big Ten, Big 12, let, let's focus on those two conferences. What? Was your takeaway on you know a Big Twelve performance or mm-hmm. a Big Ten performance? Bama's right. Texas was god awful. Baylor mm-hmm. was was terrible. Um, Oklahoma's legit. Oklahoma State is legit from what from what I saw. That game was what? That was Friday night, I think. Oklahoma. I don't remember. Anyways, Thursday Thursday night. Yeah, right. It was on Fox or FS1. Um, what what was your take? Biggest takeaway, non-Iowa State related on the Big Twelve. Let's start there first.
2: Oklahoma. Well, I'll say it now. Oklahoma's beating Ohio State.
1: I agree with you. Oklahoma and you is get beating, seven points. Beating Ohio yes. State. Why? Last year. Ohio State can't stop the pass.
2: was a whitewash. It got over quickly. It was all those young guys for Ohio State who, a year ago at the time, nobody's given them a chance to go to Norman and win, mm-hmm. and they dominated that football game. I could see it being a complete inverse in this one. Baker Mayfield is so good. Boy, oh boy. They have a ton of talent in Ohio State. They don't look right. JT Barrett hasn't looked right since his freshman year. That's my takeaway. Yeah, they played UTEP. Okay, let, let's slow down. It ahead. almost
1: looks too easy, that yeah, game, though, doesn't it? And does. when you see that jump off of the... 19
2: 20. I know. <laughs> 19 of... That's back to video game numbers.
1: Yeah. 19 of 20. But when that number came out and, and Ohio State was giving a touchdown to Oklahoma, and I get the shoe, I get all of that. And Ohio State, where they're ranked in the... I mean, Indiana threw the football On Ohio State. If Indiana uh, and and Richard Lakow threw the ball on Ohio State, what the hell is Baker Mayfield going to do on Saturday? He's going to put up crazy numbers.
2: Well, the betting public is agreeing with
1: us early on, which is... What is the number still what? Seven and a half?
2: It's seven and a half. 67% of the bets and 75% of the money currently on OU. Mm Mm-hmm. People are jumping in. That, is that going to be a point spread that moves a lot?
1: No. I don't think it will because they're two marquee programs. Mm-hmm. The Buckeye
2: I, I, money will always be there. Yes. I think it will be, and that is a talented roster. Well, I mean, <laughs> let's—it's mm-hmm. still Ohio State; they still got dudes up and down that roster.
1: Yeah, and the, and, the, and the freshman running back last year who rushed for twelve hundred yards, Mike Weber, didn't see the field. Right. But that didn't matter because they've got another freshman who may have taken his be place. Yeah,
2: right, he just got Wally pipped. Right, and there's there's Dobbins for you. So, yeah. away we go.
1: All right, Big Ten. What uh, what did you come away with in the Big Ten? Other than we both came away less than impressed, maybe with uh, with Ohio State, Wisconsin. It took them a while to get going. They opened up a can help, late.
2: Help, help me on that one since I was calling yep. the high school game. I would just follow the score. Like, it's 10 and, and,
1: yeah. nothing, And Utah State, this wasn't a fluke at this point. It wasn't a fluke. But then Wisconsin just took over the football game, and it's, in, in particular in the second half.
2: Was it standard just pounding the
1: football yes. at them? Oh, yes. Yeah, okay. It seemed like that. And, and I know you don't like them, but oh, Horniburg boy. was Okay. He really was. He, was, he threw a he couple throw of that
2: change up out there.
1: He, he had a couple of really impressive plays in that game. The other thing that I took away from in the Big Ten, um, and we, we talked about it, was was Michigan. The fact that they lost all that talent, I'm with you. It, it's um, They're at reload point again. Yeah. They really are. When they're able to plug and play as many guys that didn't see the field in starting roles last year as they did this past weekend and beat a— decent team in Florida although granted one that doesn't have a legit quarterback and if you don't have a quarterback you're behind an eight ball but Michigan impressed me
2: well, going back to Florida for a moment what is that coaching staff thinking going with Del Rio over Will Greer I mean, they basically did you
1: see Will Greer on yes, Sunday night by the they way they
2: cast that kid aside a team that really, I wasn't the
1: most accurate no. at least early Will Greer on the deep ball but yes to you answer your question Florida kid? with Will Greer
2: no, we're, get, we're, They're winning we're good the with East. Del
1: Rio. What? No. Yeah. I, I, that was still another. And, and then Zaire got in the game, and he was like the Zaire you remember at Notre Dame. Yes, yeah. He had the the bowl <laughs> game blow that he played you well away. Against right. LSU, and mm-hmm. that's going
2: to be his career, isn't it? It'll I think. Yeah.
1: And Del Rio never saw the field uh, this no, Saturday. No. Never saw the field. Which is probably a good thing. But, yeah. You know. I don't know.
2: Yeah, Michigan, you're right. I mean, I, I just I love the way that they are set up. The way that they play, getting back to that mm-hmm. physicality that they lost, they're on the right track. It's it's going to be a bloodbath through that Big Ten East. So now you got Maryland in the mix, and you got well. And I'm glad you brought
1: people. up Maryland because they have, they were forced to go to with a uh, with, with a true freshman as well when Pig Rome, what a name, uh, <laughs> goes down and he's out for the year now. He blew his ACL, and they bring in a freshman in Hill, and he didn't blow you away, but he certainly didn't hurt the team. So think of the depth you have. Ohio State,
2: Michigan, Penn State. Okay, then you get a break, right? Well, you do you Indiana? Yeah. You Maryland. They Maryland.
1: way better. Uh, mm-hmm. Good luck. Durkin's doing a nice job there. He's getting he some really
2: guys. Is. And then you think, well, in the West, there's still Purdue. Purdue looked pretty good.
1: Yeah, they had a couple of quarterbacks. Blau didn't go the di- didn't go the distance that, in that game. I think he's hurt. Speaking of arms,
2: that freshman they brought in, whew, He's now got, I didn't see a
1: ton of that game.
2: I, I was locked. That you know, that was one of my picks.
1: Oh, so you were paying attention? Though,
2: yeah, yeah. Right. And I almost took a taste on the money line. Wouldn't have mattered anyway. But I was uh, keeping my eyes glued to that one throughout. And the freshman for Purdue has a real big arm. Yeah.
1: No, I mean, look at it's, it's funny because we we talk. I don't know when we start talking. Call it. Do we ever stop? We really no, don't. No. But we, but it really ratches up when the magazines hit the stands in May, and then Phil Steele in June, and then July, the, the 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 media days. You put so much out there, and so much of it is completely, I mean, not even close, right? You think you have a, a pretty firm grasp about the about what you're talking about college football related in the month of July and in the month of August, and then you see week one, and it's on, back to the drawing board in so many cases.
2: Mm-hmm. It is, and we, we got to reconfigure, refigure things out. And that's
1: why this is so great, because we get to do it each and every day from noon to 2. Indeed we do. All right. Uh, by the way, John Miller coming up. Mark Morehouse tomorrow. Uh, the Hawks are in the midst of their press conferences and media avails as we speak. Speaking of media avails, our boy Stephen Simple got into it with uh, Bobby Diaco, at least in the paper. Diaco, after the uh, uh, game, uh, Arkansas State game on Saturday night, refused to meet with the um, press corps in Lincoln it didn't sit well with a number of them, and sipped it to the paper and lit him up pretty good. And Diaco spent the—I mean, he was forced to to meet the media yesterday, and uh, the policy has changed. He will now meet the media on an everyday basis, but that caused a ruckus uh, <laughs> over in the state of Nebraska. And they have Oregon this week. Are you surprised in that point spread, too? It's a big 14. Yes. Mm-hmm. And opened at 9, I think, and instantly flew to two touchdowns. If I had to make a bet, I'd probably be—Nebraska looked bad that defense yeah the defense got questions i agree did you see much of tanner lee i did yeah and he's, he's got a big arm he's got a big arm he's got a big
2: arm, a big arm. Yeah. he didn't have a whole lot of resistance from the arkansas state side mm-hmm. but uh yeah i
1: can see was why that I... a product of uh, nebraska's offensive line maybe a little bit not ready to go there yet. Okay. Not ready to go. I didn't yet. see a ton of that game. I had the I had the Iowa State game on my laptop and the uh, and the big one on the, yeah. on, the on the TV. The Every
2: time screen. Arkansas State had scored, I'd flip back over, watch a little bit. Nebraska would come back and score the other way mm-hmm. It was. Uh, but they had the chance, and what, they had the football last play, like 13-yard line, something like that? Had an
1: opportunity, yeah. And just missed. We will, uh, we've will. we got an opportunity to talk to John Miller. We'll take advantage of that next, Hawkeynation.com. We'll get John's take on Wyoming, and then look forward to Cyhawk Week. It's the Ken Miller Show on the Big Talkers 1700 KBGG. The big games play here.
0: Westwood One Sports on Des Moines Station for News Talk Sports, 1700 KBGG.
3: Kate here with Food Dudes Delivery. Are you tired of the same old delivery options? Well, Food Dudes Delivery can solve that problem for you. We deliver for restaurants that don't do delivery. Order through us at fooddudesdelivery.com. Food Dudes Delivery offers commercial and residential delivery service along with the option to pre-order. Our delivery rate is always a flat fee, so whether you're ordering $15 for yourself or $300 for a party, it's going to be the same flat fee. We deliver all throughout the metro area, always keeping your food hot and fresh. Food Dudes Delivery has a vast range of food options for you to choose from, so place your order for lunch today, dinner tonight, or your office tomorrow at fooddudesdelivery.com.
4: Fall decor isn't just pumpkins and scarecrows. The Home Depot has big Labor Day savings on one-quart color pot mums. A special buy at four for just five bucks. With those savings, you can color up your yard or porch with more vibrant mums and still have savings left for a fall wreath, pumpkins, or any other decor. Get more colorful with more Labor Day savings and one-quart color pot mums. Four for five bucks. Only at the Home Depot. More saving, more doing. Vowed through September 6th. Selections vary by store. Not valid in Alaska Hawaii. Ransomware is software that can infiltrate your business through email, enabling cyber criminals to hijack sensitive information as ransom for your own data's release. Leveraging Barracuda email security with advanced threat detection can stop a ransomware attack in its tracks. As an added measure, Barracuda Backup allows you to recover your data without having to surrender to extortion. Crime doesn't pay when you protect your business data with Barracuda. Go to Barracuda.com slash ransomware to learn more. If you're a small business,
0: first impressions can make all the difference. With Grasshopper, you get all the features of a professional business phone system on your mobile phone. Choose a business phone number, make calls and send texts, making it easy for you and your customers to stay connected. Even get voicemails transcribed. Set up your account in minutes with no long-term contracts and 24-7 customer support. Make your small business big. Now get $20 off your plan when you visit grasshopper.com backslash radio. That's grasshopper.com backslash radio.
2: Hey, it's Trent Condon here from Jimmy BNTC. If you've been talking and thinking about improving your health, I have an idea for you. Do what I did. 1358 for New Leaf Wellness and tell them TC sent you.
0: Hi folks Mike from JLM Shooter Supply here inviting you to visit our full service gun shop whether you are precision rifle shooting competing in handgun matches or just out plinking with the family we have everything you might need we offer all types of firearms ammunition and accessories as well as all types of gunsmithing services. We've been here since 1988 and we won't be undersold by the big stores and no one can match our service after the sale. We're on the corner of 70th and Douglas in Urbandale or we can be reached at 515 three Three one one five seven seven. We're JLM Shooter Supply. See you soon. Catch the Iowa versus Iowa State game at Tipsy Crow Tavern. We're throwing the party of all watch parties. Watch the big game on an 18-foot jumbotron, the biggest TV in town. $1 Bloody Marys to the first 500 people in the door, and $4 Stella Tallboys all day. The Tipsy Crow Grill Master will be hard at work with beer brats, burgers, breakfast burritos, and tacos. Tipsy Crow Tavern will also be having bags tournaments all day. Tailgate package giveaway that includes four tickets to an Iowa State football game that will be drawn for at the beginning of the fourth quarter. Cooler, apparel, four tickets to the game of your choice. Stay after the game for Chase and Ovation, America's only Prince Tribute band. These guys are selling out everywhere they go. It's the Tipsy Crow Taverns, Iowa, Iowa State Watch Party, downtown 3rd Street, Des Moines.
1: Welcome back to Ken Miller Show on the Big Talker 1700 KBGG Local Sports on your radio, on your listening device, noon to 2, Monday through Friday, along with uh, Trent Condon. Well, as promised, uh, let's get to John Miller, HawkeyeNation.com, as uh, we take a look back at the Wyoming game, and head to Cy Hawk. John's a busy guy at Hawkeye Nation, podcasts uh, a bunch of them out so far, and the week is still young. John Miller, good to talk to you, my friend. How are you?
3: I'm real good, Ken. So I'm, I'm guessing it's, it's all rolling stones bumpers all the time now. <laughs>
1: well, certainly, uh, certainly my song. Yeah. The tumbling dice we, we hear that <laughs> every hour. Uh, good to reconnect with you, John. You know, I guess, uh, more, let's start with, uh, with, the, with the Wyoming game and everybody's question, at least, uh, certainly at the top of the list was Nate Stanley. He didn't throw a ton, John, but when he did in particular, the fan play, the, the, the easily catch, um he's a ball security clearly an issue, but I thought he passed his first test while not blowing anybody away,
3: yeah, I mean probably a B minus, and he probably might give himself a worse grade than that. You can clearly see the things that the Iowa staff has been excited about for a long time, one of the things that we all heard and, and that some saw that went to the spring and the children's practice the kids' day practices. He didn't have much of a changeup. He had a good fastball. He just didn't take a lot off the ball when needed. And man, it's kind of what we saw more than anything on Saturday. You know, the the three touchdown passes. All of them had good touch, good air on the on the flat route to, or the seam route to fan down the middle. And then that throw that he had to easily. He had three and a half seconds of blocking. He looked to one target, then came back to Easley on the right and put just enough air and also threw it vertically up the field as Easley's route was going towards the sideline. So that's a nice adjustment. But then a couple of other plays, Ken, that were, you know, the staples of a Ken O'Keefe-led offense, the play action, rolling right, really good touch. So after watching every play about three times, I came away even more impressed with Stanley. Yeah, I mean, he had one of his audibles. He was the only guy that went left, <laughs> yeah. and everybody else went right, and he fumbled on that. But it seems like the mistakes that he made are fixable mistakes. It's not that he has a weak arm and he can't make throws, he just is a like young, young mistakes.
2: Well, John, it is going to be a lot different this week as opposed to being in Kinnick. He'll be over at Jack Trice. We've seen quarterbacks early in their career struggle at spots like this. Bethard made a couple of plays late in the first half. Uh, in his start two years ago over there at Iowa State. But another component here is Nate Stanley just as a person. He is wired a little bit differently, very quiet, very subdued. How do you think he's going to handle the environment in his first road start?
3: It's difficult to say. I mean, on the one hand, I like to say that since he's so stoic and quiet that he'll handle it well, but I don't, we don't yet know that because we haven't seen him in tests like this. It will be his first road start. It was going to be one of the quarterbacks' first road start, and this is a very raucous environment. I think that Iowa's game plan is going to be on the more simplistic side. When I say simplistic, I don't mean there's not any nuance to it, but I think you'll see a lot of two tight, a lot of run plays, and Iowa will look for opportunities to take shots on play action that you know to take some deep shots, but on those on those play action routes, there's all there's also guys underneath out in the flat where you can put money in the bank, and that's what you saw against Wyoming. I, I don't expect a much different plan than you saw against Wyoming, except I think they'll do more um, probing, power running a game. Um, probably will have a few other wrinkles for you know hot routes because Iowa State's going to bring the heat to the way that Wyoming did, and Wyoming had a great defensive game plan. And just look for opportunity deep when you when you have it there. But I don't think there'll be too many times they look for that. I, I think it's going to be pretty simple,
1: uh, John. The, the the one disappointment I had in the game, um, and 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 well, Rastetter not in, not included because he's got a, I mean he can't punt like that for for this team. I mean there there can be no flipping the field. He was lucky right. to get the role that he did. Um, I was disappointed that I didn't see more of Epinesa. Now maybe it's just the fact that you know maybe Phil Parker doesn't entire entirely trust him yet he was on the field in big spots and third down made one unbelievable play but you know uh, all the hype around this kid and it certainly looks at least early uh, that he's going to live up to each and every bit of that hype i want to see more of him because i enjoy you know watching guys at the beginning of their career do what they do and then watching them progress and we'll get that opportunity at least we believe we will when do you think it will come and is it a trust factor john that's keeping him off the field
3: my guess is yes, it is the trust factor, and my guess as to why is containment. Um, one of the big, big responsibilities for any defense, but certainly with the way that Iowa chooses to play, is a defensive end oftentimes sets the edge, and their obligation and responsibility is that the ball, the ball carrier, or whatever, does not get beyond their outside shoulder. You turn things back inside, so the linebackers can clean things up. Iowa is not a team that traditionally has, you know, multiple five star players at individual positions. So they have to do things collectively. And I think that likely being aware of certain things, certain movements of the offensive line that can give you hints with regards to the plays coming your way. I would bet he's broken down in containment assignment during practice. Now, when, when did they bring him in? When it was third and six or longer, when it was an obvious passing down, they yep. said, all right, go get him. Uh, you don't have to think, just go. I think it's the the down to down, down in distance where you have to think a little bit more, need more experience is what's going to keep him, keep his snap count low.
2: A year ago, the offensive line was retooled. They lose to North Dakota State. They get out of this one, at least with a victory. Uh, what's the prognosis for James Daniels? He's listed there in the depth chart uh, that we get. He's going to be out there. And, and how's this offensive line going to play out? Alaric Jackson, a redshirt freshman. Gets the start, certainly built more like a tackle. This is something, John, you've talked about a lot, where it was almost like a group of five guards out there the last two years. They right. could run block, but the pass block difficulty uh, that you have. And what do you expect it to look like against Iowa State Saturday morning?
3: Well, I saw some guys on Twitter, uh, Jeremiah Davis, Lurch Sanderson, that listened to Kirk Ferentz's Big Ten Network teleconference, and he said that Daniels and Myers, Boone Myers, looked good. Um, So they expect him to be back full born and I can't begin to under to overstate here. James Daniels, in my opinion, in Iowa's offense, the center is the second most important player, and, and you're not going to get me out of that thinking. James Daniels was one of the five best, possibly, in in the sport. So having him back, having him be able to count up blockers and call out blocking assignments when he sees things that he's seen because he's been doing this for so long, and he plays at an elite level. That is a huge addition in return for Iowa in their running game that really gained, you know, before you take away yards from sacks. The game rushed for 170, 175 um, gross yards before the net takeaway. So that's going to be huge this week. Get the left side of the line back to what it's been most of the camp. You know, Larry Jackson, he, he, he certainly looked like a, you know, a red shirt freshman mm-hmm. out there making his first start at times. There were a few plays that he really stood out. You know, Ike Becker a few times got back on his heels. He you did. know, that three-step that three drop that Stanley threw, um, that just, my gosh, Iowa, even with C.J. Beathard the last two years, they have just not locked up that three-step drop, but, man, Becker was uh, abused on that. So it's early in the year. Pass pro is still a big question because we haven't seen it consistently in the affirmative um, but yes, I think, you know, in the future with the Jackson and, and Tristan Worf's, you've got a couple of prototypical tackles. And I think I was really building an unbelievable foundation of offensive linemen for the next three to four years.
1: Uh, John, the linebacker core is solid. You you come to expect Josie Jewell to do the things week in and week out that he does. And, and he clearly didn't disappoint again this week. But Ben Neiman flashed to me this, and I'm not sure if, uh, you know, I guess we could probably go back over his career and find other games that that he just jumped off your television screen, or if you're at the game, you notice 44 making play after play. Ben Neiman played terrific, John. What's the difference in his game? Um, you know, albeit you know, early in the season, one game into it, I thought Neiman was terrific, John.
3: Neiman's pretty comfortable in space. I think the difference, at least in this game, and we'll see if it carries forward. And we all we all raised our eyebrows a couple of weeks ago when Phil Parker said that this the best defensive front that he's had since he's been defensive coordinator since 2012. That surprised me, and really, the, Josie Joe with 14 tackles, Neiman with 13, and Bo Bauer, the other linebacker with 11. That's usually symptomatic of a couple of things: a) you probably got some good linebackers, but b) front. your front four is taking care of the run game and. Pressure on the passer themselves. And when they do that, it also means that the offensive line can't just, you know, okay, we don't really think Iowa has much attack. We'll just chip him with the guard and get out and go after a linebacker. They couldn't do that. They had to focus on the four guys in front of them. And that makes your linebacker that much better. It's an old adage, it's a tired adage, but it does start up front. And if you get that type of line play consistently at Iowa from your front four, that's when Norm Parker had his best defense. That was when, you know, we've seen Iowa at its best. And I think they take have taken some steps in that direction. You know, I don't think Parker is one to just toss around um, uh, compliments like that easily. These guys may be legit, and if they are, those linebackers are going to look like that a lot.
1: And this was a, this was a position that sent a bunch of guys to the NFL, as we know, uh, during the last few years. Uh, Trent, did you have – yeah,
2: I want to jump in. Speaking of coordinators, Brian Ferentz, what kind of grade you'd give him? Maybe a little bit tricky early on. Well, but... the fan
1: play, the, the run, you can take that one out of the book. <laughs> yeah,
2: don't need to see that one anymore. But uh, overall, grade for game number one for Brian Ferentz?
3: I kind of liked it. You know, they went three and out their first three possessions, but they showed a lot of new looks. The first play of the game, they was lined out to the right, farthest to the right, and then he had somebody also right there on his inside hip. Wadley came in motion um, and took the hand off, almost like a little jet sweep. And if if James Butler sees and blocks that safety, um, Wadley scores a touchdown. Oh,
1: I know the play you're talking about. Yeah, the it was safety made the first, made it, it, was the first
3: play. Play, it was the first play from scrimmage. Yep. Wyoming Wyoming rolled their safeties when Wadley went in motion. And uh, it was actually Austin Bligh on Twitter who replied to one of my video clips. Said, "Hey, look at look at Butler there. If he blocks that, Wadley probably houses it." And I looked back and I said, "Holy crap! Wow. You're right." And that's that, when when you hear Kirk Ferentz talk about lack of execution over the years, that's it. That's mm-hmm. the difference in football between three and out mm-hmm. or a touchdown on the first freaking play of the game. So it's just those type of things. I thought Brian did a great job. I, I love the. You know when when Wyoming punted and had Iowa inside their own ten yard line, first and ten, and he calls play action, roll out to the right, and he hits Matt Vandenberg on a great touch pass, running to his right. I thought the the play action to Fant was a great call for the touchdown. I, I think Brian did a good job. Maybe there were a few times I don't know if the play got in a little later, if that was a combination of Stanley or both, but I didn't see anything stand out to me that's like what the heck. You know, the first three series they they just did a lot of different things, and then the fourth series. The first two plays is uh, outside zone right, outside zone right. Gain of ten, gain of nine, and then they did an ice an ice of a block that moved the line of scrimmage for three yards. So they kind of got back to the basics after you know playing around with some things. Uh, John,
1: I know that you uh, you just you spent the money. You bought the Iowa State U and I game uh, on uh, on Saturday night. You, uh, you took a, little, a veiled swipe at Jamie Ballard. Um, <laughs>
3: Uh, but, who didn't but, see it could be blocked. Yeah, who
1: doesn't see it, right. Um, he didn't block, mine. I don't know, I've never tweeted at him. Uh, anyways, uh, your thoughts on Iowa State, John, and, and what, what did you see when you were watching Iowa State uh, year two under Matt Campbell that uh, maybe was different than year one?
3: They just seemed, they played a little more confident than the last time I watched them. They they almost seem like they believed some of the stuff that Matt's talking about. I see a team that has a very a very dangerous passing game. Um, when you talk about how Park can throw it and the way that he can throw it with velocity and and then the receiving targets that he has to throw to, this will be one of the biggest tests Iowa's secondary faces the entire year, Iowa's defense. Um, the running back did a lot of stuff I think on his own. You know, I was talking with Chris Williams, a cyclone fanatic this weekend and he and he pointed that out that it wasn't really the Iowa State's offensive line that, that was a roadblocking machine out there. It was a lot of running back individual ability and he's good at that. But I I think that they are very dangerous on offense. Consistency, I don't know. Don't want to draw too much from the first game. I mean, Iowa State's first half was similar to Iowa's offense in the first half. It didn't look good, but you could say the same thing for Ohio State.
2: -hmm. A lot of teams for
3: Wisconsin. A lot of teams. And Iowa, Iowa State rebounded. Um, You know, Northern Iowa was able to get some rushing yards on there. That would be a little bit concerning. But Northern Iowa's offense is not like Iowa's offense. Northern Iowa runs a lot out of the shotgun. So it's tough to draw those you know, comparisons. And, and as we've all seen multiple times before in this game, sometimes it just doesn't matter. But I'm mostly, you know, it's strength against strength. Iowa's defense against Iowa State's offense, I'm mostly concerned about Iowa State getting one of their talented receivers lined up on an Iowa linebacker like, you know, I don't know, uh, Bates, and Klinkenborg back in 2006 mm. and, and or seven, 2007 She's a killer, yeah. So that's what I'm concerned about. Wouldn't be surprised to see Iowa play maybe more nickel if the front four can continue to take care of business against the run themselves.
1: Mm. If you're Iowa State and you and you look in you're, you're watching tape of uh, of Iowa's offense in particular, Noah offense. John, he to me is is the biggest weapon in the receiving core, um, and and it's not even close. I think that this kid's going to be the next Iowa tight end to take his place in the in the in the NFL. Um, don't don't you don't you game plan to stop him and if Vandenberg and if he easily beat you because that's the strength of Iowa State is that secondary as well. But you if you're Iowa State, the one guy that I think that you have to game plan to do your best to stop at least in the passing game is Noah Fant.
3: I don't disagree with you. Let me ask you a question. If you are Iowa State, who do you put on him positionally?
1: Uh, Cotton Moya.
3: Okay. You think you can hang with him?
1: I, I'm not sure he can. I'm not sure anybody can, John. Uh, the corners, maybe Brian, do you, do you, do you sacrifice Peavy? Brian Peavy, who's really good? Um, He's going Six size. foot six, yeah. they're all going to be given up size. Fant is a weapon. Who would you put
3: well, on him? Well, not not only that because then I think we have a baseline assumption that Iowa State's going to be putting eight men in the box a lot. Yeah,
1: they're going to play man all game, John. I totally agree with you.
3: It's going to be, so it's going to be cover zero a lot. Yep. So Iowa has to look for those quick slants, quick hitters, where they have space, where there's not safety help or a backer can't get out there. And that's the area that you explain. And if you see Fant with cover zero, really, I don't, you know, given his size, you you can cover him well, and you can throw yep. a big guy like that open. So I don't disagree with you no question about it. That's the area that I would go to because I just think Iowa State is going to be very aggressive. I would be. If I was if I was game planning against Iowa, I would blitz so often on runs and passes uh, until Iowa proved that it could beat me two or three times in the passing game. I would just blitz them silly.
2: All right, Ken, cover your ears. Go ahead i got a basketball question. I know, I know that might frustrate No, no, <laughs> no.
1: You know I'm all in on this Hawkeye Hoops this they're year. They're going to be
2: good. I see uh, they're going to be joining the event out at Madison Square Garden next year with Syracuse and UConn. Pretty cool to see. They'll be in that one. So I will be coming off, what, their first Big Ten regular season title since 79, <laughs> final four appearance since 80. Oh, where, where are you at going into the basketball season? I know you're pumped up for it, John.
3: 21 wins, 10 and 8, 11 and 7, something like that. <laughs> I think they've got a very favorable schedule. I think they're missing one guard. Um, for to to be able to make a legit run this year, I think they're going to be short at guard, namely point guard. You know, Fran still hasn't landed the white whale. With regards to, I'm, I'm making a you know literary reference, not a racial reference. Thank you. Um, you know, it's just eluded him landing. You know, landing that player. So I think they're a guard away. I think Wieskamp Camp next year will help. Don't know how in the world Fran's going to play all these guys Nor do at I. all. It's insane, but. It is very exciting. We are on the, I I actually think that Iowa fans may be on the precipice of a three year run in both sports that may be as much fun as they've had in 15, 20 years, heck, maybe even going back to the 80s. I'm not saying they're going to be number one in football or number one in basketball, but I think they're going to be teams that just they're going to give themselves a chance to to compete for championships over the next course of the three, three, four years. It's a fun time.
1: Yeah, no doubt. Well, I've sold all my Iowa State basketball stock, John. I'm buying all the Hawkeye basketball stock I can get my hands on. <laughs>
3: <laughs> well, good deal. That's yeah. a good, good buy. Iowa State will probably be back, though.
1: No, no, but they will be before long. I agree with you. I like ProM a lot. Uh, John, listen, I enjoyed this. Let's try and do this more often throughout football season and into basketball, too, because college sports are back and they move the needle, as you well know, John Miller. Thank you, John.
3: Thanks, guys. Appreciate it.
1: Good to talk to John Miller, as we get into Sci Hawk and talk a little Hawkeye hoops.
2: Got to sneak that in there.
1: No, time. I'm good uh, with it, Trent. I'm all for it.
2: That is the sport that made me a sport fan. Was Iowa basketball? Was it really? Because in the '80s, yeah, it was yeah, pretty thing good I, time, right? During you know me growing up, '85, '86, '87. You know, my beginning of my memories. It's good times for Iowa hoops. And during the winter time, and I had three channels. The only sports that were on during the week was Iowa basketball. And, and you had
1: to get up and change them, or you probably you probably didn't live that era. I did. Oh, no, I did. <laughs> no, I did. Get up and change the channel. Really? For a long time, yeah. yeah. I, I didn't Turn even get
2: it up until I was in high school. Anytime I would play on ESPN, I'd have to go to grandma's house. Okay. I'd have to go to grandma's house to watch the
1: games. Now, did you live in the era where if your if your TV was going out, it was.
2: Oh, yeah. A <laughs> couple, couple of times. this side. <laughs> maybe a kick. Yeah. Play with the rabbit
1: ears. <laughs> oh, yeah. Those uh... were the days, my friend. Let's take a time out. Our final one of the program. We'll be back to wrap things up. I do want to get a couple of baseball notes in here. It's going to be so tough to talk baseball this week, even probably as difficult to talk NFL. Week number one of the NFL season is upon us. Mitch Holtis will join us live from Foxborough on Thursday. Looking forward to that as the Chiefs go on the road to take on the defending Super Bowl champion, New England Patriots. Did you see... The Patriots special over the weekend, Do Your Job, on NBC, I want to say Sunday night. No. It was great. And I'm not a Patriots fan. I respect the hell out of what they do. I'm sick of them winning. Yes, absolutely. But how can you not respect what they do? I mean, did you see R.J. Bell's tweet yesterday, the favorites, the years that they've been favored? No. I retweeted. It's amazing. You go back like 10 years. Favorite, second favorite, favorite, favorite. To win it all, I'm talking about. In the NFL, that doesn't happen. That doesn't happen in the salary cap area, right? Yet somehow the Patriots, year after year. But point being, I I thought it was a really good watch. I'm glad Mm -hmm. I did. We'll take a time out. We'll come back and wrap it up. It's the Ken Miller Show on the Big Talkers 1700 KBGG.
0: Hey, it's Bill Ryder. It's nice to be talking to the home crowd again in central Iowa, where I was raised, where I got married. The show is rather you, 5 to 9 p.m.
2: weekdays on Des Moines' Big Talker 1700 KBGG. Are you in the mood for real, classic, homemade Italian food? Well, I have the spot for you. It's Bellagio two locations the newest location in urbandale 2675 hundred street the original in norwalk classic dishes like cavatelli spaghetti lasagna and vodka rigatoni top-notch pizza and awesome sandwiches a great happy hour and italian done right villaggio i light the night for my dad
0: i light the night for my daughter
4: i light the night to end blood cancer The Leukemia and Lymphoma Society's Light the Night brings together survivors and supporters to bring light to the darkness of cancer and to help fund life-saving research. About every three minutes in America, someone is diagnosed with a blood cancer. Advances made in blood cancer research are leading to treatments for many cancers and other serious diseases. Help light the path to cures. Join Light the Night today.
1: The Light the Night walk is coming up on October the 21st. For more information, visit lightthenight.org. Backslash Iowa.
0: It's that time of the year again. Football's right around the corner. Draft House 50. Best spot in central Iowa to catch your Cyclones, Hawkeyes, and every NFL game. Over 50 TVs, 50 beers
4: on tap, and the best burgers in town. Draft House 50. Your place for all things sports. Can you finish this little ad phrase? Visa. It's everywhere you. Right. Most people know it's everywhere you want to be. But this message isn't about Visa cards, it's about how your memory works why is it you remember certain ad messages and literally hundreds of songs that you never set out to memorize that's the power of sound it can make a good tune or a good idea stick now here's a question would you like to learn the five secrets of making a message for your business sticky you know memorable and powerful then just call us and ask to speak to our ad strategy manager he'd be glad to share them with you no obligation the good thing is with radio you can afford to get sticky Then when someone's in the market for what you sell, who are they going to remember? If you want them to remember you, take advantage of radio, the power of sound.
3: Hi, this is Clint Burkall. If you'd like to learn the five secrets of a powerful campaign, just call me here at the station, 331-9200. We are
4: glad to share them. We've reached it. The point where the only way to make Tuesdays any better is by having more boneless wings. That's why here at Buffalo Wild Wings, we've invented boneless Tuesdays. It's a celebration where if you order boneless wings at full price, you'll get another of the same size for free. This works for dine-in or takeout. Every little bit counts. And on Tuesdays, every boneless wing counts as two. Buffalo Wild Wings. Wings. Beer. Sports. Prices and participation vary. Valid only on Tuesdays while supplies last. Tax and gratuity extra. Additional restrictions apply. See participating location for details. Right now at the Home Depot. Buy Spectracide BugStop with AccuShot Sprayer and get a free refill. Great news for you, bad news for bugs. BugStop kills bugs on contact, indoors and out, and can even protect your home for up to a year. And a free refill is even more of a good thing. Unless you're a bug. Take your best shot at bugs. Get a free refill with purchase of Spectracide BugStop with AccuShot Sprayer. Now at the Home Depot. More saving, more doing. Bound through September 10th. Trust
3: You don't need more sports, but you want more sports. Rockstar Satellite can fix that with free next-day installation on TV. Call Rockstar Satellite, 515-262-STAR. Call today for next-day installation, 515-262-STAR.
0: Guys, are you ready to begin your journey to live life better? Are you feeling tired and worn down or looking to improve performance and drive in the bedroom? 515 650 1358 for New Leap Wellness. One more time. 515 650 1358. It's time to live life better with New Leap Wellness. Call 515 650 1358. That's 515 650 1358.
1: Back, it's the uh, Ken Miller Show final segment. Uh, local sports on your radio or listening device every Monday through Friday from noon until two. Trent Condon is here as well. Uh, national sports uh, talk from two until four with Tiki and Tierney. Before we go back, local at four o'clock, Jimmy B and T C. Although today is Tuesday, it's an abbreviated show. Is the Hawkeye Huddle. Uh, is slated to come your way every Tuesday from 5 until 6, right through the end of basketball season. A lot of people, Trent, drafting their fantasy teams. I know you have an event tomorrow night.
2: Yeah, going to be out at Draft House 50 on Mill Civic Parkway. We're having our, what we're calling the League of Champions. You don't have to be a champion to get in. Just uh, give us a call here at 264-1700 to get qualified. I got a free beer for you just by qualifying. Very nice. And uh, right now, got about 25 people on the list Still plenty of spots out there. We have a little trivia beforehand. You were taking a peek at those trivia questions. I was running across NFL quarterbacks was a part of it we were talking about earlier Mm -hmm. by college. And uh, we'll have the trivia contest, and then...
1: It's pretty easy trivia if I swept the board.
2: You swept the board, yep. (laughs) yeah. We're not going to make it overly difficult. After the trivia, top 10 people move in. We'll have our
1: draft at Draft House tomorrow night. Uh Uh How many leagues do you participate in?
2: I'm in three, quote-unquote, money leagues Mm -hmm. with, with my buddies, so... Three leagues that I've been, uh, was four. Dropped one down. There's all kinds of hijinks. Would going
1: you on. play if it was legal in the state of I? Would you play DraftKings or what's the other one, FanDuel?
2: Yeah, I I probably would have dabbled in it. it was two three years ago when we were just inundated with it. I like the traditional fantasy myself, but yeah, I'd play a little bit. I wouldn't be going crazy though. I wouldn't be playing. Is in the it, 100, see, I don't 100 I
1: don't play. So is is it more fun? Because the, those things, obviously, the FanDuel and the DraftKings, that's a national. You don't know who you're playing against. Right. Yeah, I, I have to think that one of the lures to this is playing with your buddies, right? Oh, absolutely. No, that's... And the trash talk that, that yes. It ensues.
2: Yes, it's, you know, I was telling about my brother. I actually have to help him out. My brother is in Florida right now, and hopefully he makes it back for the draft, but might have to help him out if he can't make it back. But it's your buddies that you've been with. I, I've been playing fantasy sports since the 80s. My first one ever was at my elementary school. My mm. elementary school principal and our PE you in elementary school. At the I was time? in eleme- I was in fourth grade. Okay, I played fantasy baseball for the first time in 1989, in the. Uh, and there were there were teachers involved in this. Yeah, yeah, they set <laughs> it up for us. They helped us out. I wonder if that's allowed today. Well, we didn't have money back then. Okay, you know, we were playing for tootsie rolls back back then. Right. It morphed into money because, well, uh, even today, my my buddies and all. So you
1: got now. I know where you got the bug. You had yeah. the bug early.
2: Yeah, I got, well, yeah, yeah. I had it early. Once you
1: get the gambling, Jones, it's hard to leave it alone, is it It's, isn't it's
2: always with you. It's always with you. I love it. I love the camaraderie, the back and forth. It's one of the few times anymore all is, all my buddies are in the get 30s together, and 40s sure. that we get together. Mm-hmm. And then we have a chance to drink some beers and watch a little sports. And and fi- tomorrow
1: you'll be doing it at the Draft House 50. Yes. What time does it start? 6 o'clock.
2: So uh, Jimmy B and TC will be live from there tomorrow night from 4 until 6. I'll be out there. A couple of chances for people to stop out, get signed up. Get ready. Six o'clock. We'll start the trivia, and by six thirty, we'll be out there, and we'll be having our draft from Draft House Fifty.
1: All right. Well, tomorrow. Excited to uh, to announce this. Uh, thank you to our friends at Heartland Flagpoles and Flags. Uh, and due to that, we are now able to bring David Kaplan back to the uh, radio waves. David Kaplan, the Capman, If you follow him on Twitter, of course, he's got a best-selling book on the uh, on the Chicago Cubs. But Cappy, who's I've had on the radio, Bob Dyer and I first put Cappy on the air, oh, I want to say 1999, 2000. And off and on, I've had Cappy on the airwaves ever since. And uh, excited to announce that Cappy's going to be back with us each and every Wednesday uh, at 1230. Thank you to Heartland Flag Poles and Flags. Let's get
2: out to the phone lines, 264-1700. You can join us here. Jim's on the line, and he's got a question for you, Ken, about Vegas. All
1: right, hey, Jim, how are you?
3: Hey, good afternoon, Ken. Hey, glad to hear you in the afternoon. Thank you. Uh, I know you're a Vegas guy, and I haven't been to Vegas in 30 years. Wow! I'm, he- I'm heading out there on Friday. Uh, tell me where to go to watch the Hawks.
1: Uh, uh, is there a big Iowa bar in Vegas? And uh, what's on my must list uh, uh, for four days in Vegas? Well, do you go to? Do you, will you go to the shows first of all? Do shows float your boat at all? I'm, I'm taking the misses, so yes. I'm definitely
3: we're going to hit, hit a, a show or two.
1: Well, any the, recommendations? Yeah, absolutely. I appreciate the call, Jim. Why don't you hang up a It'll be easy for you to hear me. Um, my, I've, I've been to all of the Cirque shows, uh, each, each and every one of them. Um, and and my favorite by far, and I think my wife and I have seen it three, maybe four times, is Love at the Mirage. Um, and I wasn't a big Beatles fan growing up, but. Um, it's a phenomenal, phenomenal show. You can't go wrong with any of the cirques, but, but love to me is, uh, is far and away. As far as the Iowa, Iowa State game, it's going to be on everywhere. The 11 o'clock slate of games, um, this, this coming Saturday on, on a Saturday that is just inundated with one good game after another. All of them seem to be at night. There's only one really Decent game, I guess you could put it in that. And it's Louisville and uh, I want to say Louisville NC State play uh, early on Saturday morning. But the Iowa State game will be everywhere. I know there is a Hawkeye um bar. And I and I'll I'll find it by I'll find it at some point this week where Hawk fans converge. But but to answer your question, you can go anywhere. The game will be up on the big screens, each and every one of the uh sports books in town.
2: Let's get uh, Doug in here quickly before we wrap up. Doug, take it away.
3: Hey, love the show. Um glad to hear you back on the air, Kenny. Thanks, Doug. Yep, um I was just wondering uh what you guys think about the Iowa State, um, Iowa game. Um what you kinda of what your projections are and uh I'll hang up and listen. Thank, Thank you, I
1: Appreciate it. Uh, look, when Trent and I did our picks last week. We both had picked Iowa State to to win the football game. I didn't see anything this weekend that would uh, make me change that opinion. I think it's, it might be closer now. In fact, mm-hmm. than I because I thought Iowa State had a chance to win by a touchdown to you know nine ten points. Um, can they stop FANT? Iowa State's running game is is going to score. Is, is going to I, even Iowa's front seven is so good. Dave Montgomery impressed the you know what out of me, Trent. He yeah. really did.
2: I'm with you. I picked Iowa State before the year. I'm not changing off that as I see it now. But we got a full three more days to talk right.
1: about it. And, and Nate Stanley, though the biggest question I had going in, and everybody had the same question. Most of you had the question on Nate Stanley. How would he do? He certainly passed the test against Wyoming. We are out of time. We'll be back tomorrow. Mark Moorehouse will be here. David Kaplan will be here. Uh, those already locked and loaded for tomorrow. Uh, we appreciate you listening every Monday through Friday. Local sports on your radio on the Big Talker, 1700 KBGG. The big games play here.
0: Westwood One sports. On Des Moines station for news talk sports 1700 KBGG Come and catch the Iowa versus Iowa State game at Tipsy Crow Tavern We're throwing the party of all watch parties Watch the big game on an 18 foot Jumbotron, the biggest TV in town $1 Bloody Marys to the first 500 people in the door and $4 Stella Tallboys all day the Tipsy Crow Grill Master will be hard at work with beer brats, burgers, breakfast burritos, and tacos. Tipsy Crow Tavern will also be having bags tournaments all day. Tailgate package giveaway that includes four tickets to an Iowa State football game that will be drawn for at the beginning of the fourth quarter. Cooler, apparel, four tickets to the game of your choice. Stay after the game for Chase and Ovation, America's only Prince tribute band. These guys are selling out everywhere they go. It's the Tipsy Crow Taverns, Iowa, Iowa State Watch Party, downtown
4: 3rd Street, Des Moines. When you're hiring, you want qualified candidates fast, and it can be hard to know where to find them. More than 3 million businesses use Indeed.com, the world's number one job site. Whether you need entry-level or highly skilled employees, Indeed helps you find great talent and make the right hire. Indeed is offering new users a $50 credit to give their first job post premium visibility as a sponsored job. Redeem this offer at Indeed.com slash promo. That's Indeed.com slash promo. Terms, conditions, and quality standards apply. The kitchen is the go-to place in the house, and the Home Depot is the go-to place for the kitchen. With 20% off custom kitchen cabinets now from top brands like Thomasville, Craftmade, and American Woodmark. That puts new kitchen cabinets well within reach, and free design services make your kitchen upgrade even easier. It's the heart of your home. Make it the start of something terrific with 20% off custom kitchen cabinets now at The Home Depot. More saving, more doing. Valid through September 10th. See store associate for details. Allergy congestion, cut grass,
3: cat on the sofa.